You're listening to Market Interviews with Ruben Wolf, where I talk to seasoned CEOs, startup founders, and domain experts about the inner workings of the market they operate in. The show aims to spark inspiration and seed ideas in entrepreneurs that are the ones advancing our society and keeping technology moving forward. Welcome, Hein, to the podcast. You're going to be talking to us about jobjack.co.za. So uh, you're in the South African market. Could you just tell us a little bit about your business? Hi, Ruben. Yeah, I'll dive straight in. So in essence, Jobjack's an, an online platform that automates the entry-level recruitment process, but we focus on large employers. So, so, so at scale, companies hiring a large, large number of, of entry-level staff. If that makes sense, yeah. Okay, so I mean, I think we're all aware of the typical model of uh, job posting platforms. Uh, you know, typically a company will pay a hundred dollars for a post. How does your business vary from you know Indeed and so on? Actually, quite significantly in the sense that because of the market we focus on. So to understand that, I'm quickly going to explain the problem we're solving. So in this in the African and South African market, the average inter-level job seeker has to spend about $70 per month on printing, transport, and internet costs in search of a job, which for these job seekers, is they're mostly unemployed in the inter-level market. So for them, it's really unaffordable, which has them end up sitting at home, not looking for a job because they cannot afford to look for a job, which is a terrible problem to have in a country with a at the moment, a 34% unemployment rate and a 50 plus 50% plus youth unemployment rate. So purely because the norm for these large, typically retail employers, is to have a box of paper CVs in store. People take a taxi or they walk, they print the paper CV, they go drop it in this box, and that is how the process works at this level within South Africa. Now what we do is we firstly solve the problem for a job seek from a job seeker's perspective by allowing them, and it sounds simple, but in, in South Africa it's not common. So by allowing them to apply through their phone from home or a friend's phone or a family phone, because they might not be able to actually afford to have their own phone. Um, secondly, by making the platform as data-free as possible by doing deals with the mobile network so that the candidates don't need to pay data cost. And then thirdly, they don't upload a CV. We guide them to, through questions and prompts to capture their data in a structured way so that they don't have to pay monies. They typically pay someone to, to have a CV made to guide them. So taking away those barriers for the job seekers, which increases accessibility to opportunities, but that then also allows us then to have their data in a structured way, which allows us then to automate the process for the employers, which is in essence why they use us, because we solve a lot of their problems. As you can think, starting with a box of paper CVs is an ineffective manual process and an automated solution for that makes sense. Okay, yes, that is indeed quite different. So, so let's uh, expand on the problem a little bit more. For a lot of listeners, it'll probably be hard to understand. You said spend $70 a month on internet charges. Was it, did I hear right? So, so yeah, so that, that statement's based on a, a recent study that was released. It's called the CIACA Youth Asset for Employability Report. And that, that study looked at a lot of things uh, with regards to youth unemployment. But, but the, one of the conclusions they made was that candidates spend an average of $70 per month on printing, 
transport and internet costs. So internet cost is typically going to an internet cafe. An internet cafe might in, in a local township, and the internet cafe might also offer the services to assist with the creation of a CV, but at a fee. Once the CV is created, then the candidates maybe pay uh, some money to have a few of the copies printed. So the candidate maybe ends up with 10 or 15 CVs. Then that candidate, you know, the, the opportunities are not necessarily close to where the candidates live. So they need to pay a taxi to get to a, a mall or somewhere where there is job opportunities or an industrial area. Then they walk, they knock, they drop the CVs. And that's expensive, but also ineffective because they reach five or 10 businesses, but maybe it's the 11th one that actually has a job, but they never connect. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's actually terrible and a solution should have been available long ago, but uh, at least we're working on it. <laughs> okay, yeah, that that is an impressive problem that one outside of your market would not really think of. And it makes me wonder about how many other markets I don't know, perhaps Nigeria or, or something in South America have an underdeveloped or an under-automated process for getting applications in. And the $70 is interesting because that's more expensive than a entry-level internet connection at home. But I guess, yeah, if you put all these things together when you go to an internet cafe, it's quite different. So it's a very interesting problem. So maybe then could you also expand on doing questionnaires over the phone? So uh, I guess you mean mobile internet. Uh, so it's not like a chatbot that runs over SMS. You have um, something like type form, just a, a HTML form, but in, in questionnaire version, right? Yeah, so um, just touching on two things you mentioned. So um, we, we have actually done a proof of concept in, in Kenya, up in Africa, um, just to see whether the same problem exists there, and it did. So it seems to be at least an African problem, probably uh, possibly an emerging market problem. And then with, oh, now I completely forgot your question. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to know more about the interface because you said oh, guiding yeah, them yeah. through a series of questions. Yes. So, so it's quite quite extensive. So the drive for a job opportunity is very high and one is able to guide uh, job seekers through quite a lot of information capturing exercises should a real opportunity be available. So that's kind of the, the key in essence is, you know, actually having clients using us, meaning we have real jobs available, meaning there's something for the job seekers to work towards. So with that in mind, we basically from scratch built the platform that allows the candidates to build a foundational profile, which is in essence a CV. So all of the questions around that, that, that a typical CV would con contain previous experience, skills, those types of things. And then depending on the job type and the client's needs, there's for each specific job, there might be job-specific filtering questions. There might be assessments that the candidates need to complete. They might, if depending on the job type, upload a voice note. Uh, we integrate it with third-party check providers. So if it's someone working with finance and the client needs a credit check to be done, we capture the candidate's consent to do the check and, and, and then run the check for the client. So those, those are the type of processes the job seeker goes through to get to the I have applied point. But it, it, it's very, um, you, you can't take a, a, a traditional, say, platform that runs in the US and just come duplicate it in the entry-level market. There's lots of nuances in terms of, let's call it user experience. 
uh, that that differs in in the interlevel market where where you have to something that works in the first world just doesn't work or isn't understandable um, and needs to be tweaked and adjusted. So it took us quite a few years of learning to get to a point where it's really easy for the job seekers. Yeah, that's very interesting. We combine it with WhatsApp, so so we have WhatsApp bots. So WhatsApp is is big in South Africa. So sometimes filling in gaps is done via WhatsApp. All right. So I think I understand your product then. So how did you get your first customer? I mean, the customers are the the local retailers. You said right. Yeah. So our first version of what we did was actually a platform for like gig jobs. So I think that that you'll understand quite well. And that pivoted. So so gig jobs. We we literally got a list of people who have events and I climbed on the phone and started calling until someone said yes they they need help and that's how the first one happened and then we just built on that but we quickly realized so we got a um, our first meeting with a large retailer uh, through personal network so that is with the larger clients the best channel and through that meeting we then quite early in, in our journey realized that the much bigger problem is the one that I've been explaining now and we pivoted this this way. So the first one was actually a little bit of luck, personal network and got a meeting, but from there it's it's a bit different. Yeah, that was the first one. Mm-hmm. And so you were founded in 2018, is that right? Yeah, that's correct. So that's uh, before the pivot and so including the pivot. So maybe let's just talk about number of customers then. How many customers do you have now? We actually don't have a lot of customers, but we have big customers. So uh, we we have between 10 and 15 customers. You know, actually, a little bit more, say 15 to 20 customers, but they are big customers. So we, one of our customers is the biggest retailer in Africa. We just rolled out uh, nationally with McDonald's. Uh, we service quite a big chunk of the KFCs in South Africa. And then few other retailers which, which, which you won't recognize uh, within this but uh, within the South African context and they also operate in other areas in, in Africa so that's been our focus from the start to focus on the large employers and and we've moved into warehousing and logistics and and other industries because there's actually outside of retail space a lot of industries that, that also employ large amounts of entry-level staff that said, it's it's actually easier to sell to a, to a, it takes longer. The sales cycle is a lot longer, but it's easier to sell to a large corporate because you basically standardize one process. You work with one HR team and you figure out their needs and and plug in and and roll out the solution. But we've started moving over to the SME side. Initially, we're looking at your your franchise store. So there's there's lots of there's you know thousands of franchised fast food outlets, retailers, and so forth. Um, and, and that's actually more difficult because they need to be able to service themselves a lot more efficiently. So there's more work involved. When we're talking about, let's just take KFC and McDonald's just because everyone knows them. Do they then, I guess they run a trial and then uh, do they decide to do all of their entry-level jobs through your platform or do you have to sell different managers in different departments? They do everything. So they go from... A box of paper series to running everything through our platform. Okay, so now all of the entry-level jobs from McDonald's and and KFC in South Africa run through your platform. Yes, uh, KFC is franchised, so there's lots of so we haven't. There's about a thousand KFCs in South Africa. Um, we don't have all of them, but on the McDonald's side, McDonald's actually is split. So we we landed McDonald's corporate, which is 
about 60-70% of the South African stores. So the franchise stores we, we haven't approached yet, if that makes sense. Okay, interesting. Right, so then can you talk about the, the pricing model, if it's... Mm, absolutely. So in its simplest form, which is what we strive towards, uh, is, is basically just a per-store subscription. So for a per-store subscription fee, it, and it differs between sizes of types of companies, so um, a McDonald's versus a, a large grocery retailer, you know, quite a big difference in staff complements, so the, the subscription per-store might differ. But in essence, that then includes unlimited use of the platform and access to our database of job seekers and, and all of the tools we provide. So it's, it's, it's in essence a completely automate your entry-level recruitment process. Uh, maybe a quick practical example, uh, let's say a KFC store manager, and they actually use the platform via WhatsApp. So they'll literally WhatsApp, I need two cashiers. And the job will be posted on the platform, it will be circulated, people apply, the applications are filtered depending on the job spec. One, two, three days later, that store manager will receive the profiles of relevant filtered candidates, and the store manager will literally reply, I want to see this one, this one, and this one on this date and this time. Interviews are automatically scheduled and confirmed with the store manager. And then after interviews, they just give feedback for reporting purposes. So store managers just need to spend a few minutes on the, on the manual side of the process where previously they really spent hours or days, um, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So what do they pay per store or, or what's like the average cost, the average total cost for one of these companies? Um, I'm going to convert it to dollars. Say. It really depends on the size, but let's say $20, $30 per store per month. For bigger stores, it, it could be more. Some some retailers have really, really small stores and it's less, but that's a ballpark. Okay. So maybe can you tell us something about your revenue growth? I mean, you guys are pretty young and you've had one pivot. So uh, what's the revenue growth from, from last year to this year? So things really picked off, picked, not picked off, picked up, say, the last, uh, the last year. So we actually, from our last financial year to this one, increased our revenue tenfold, which just helped a lot, obviously. And it's, we actually unintentionally made a profit this month which is not what we're supposed to be doing given our size. We're still a drop in the ocean, um, but COVID really taught us to be very, very frugal. All of that said, we're now entering a really strong growth phase, so we'll be raising capital and really pushing growth hard. There's still a large part of the market available in South Africa to grow into, and Africa. All right, so so you mentioned VC. So how did, how did all of this get started? Did you guys bootstrap, or did you were you VC funded from the beginning? We were... Got a little bit of friends and family to just outsource an MVP initially to test things out. Um, that ran out, dried up quickly. Um, and then my co-founder and I, Christian, shout out to him. He just had his first son about 30 minutes ago, was born. Oh, wow. Congratulations. <laughs> uh, so, but uh, anyway, so, so we self-funded. So we basically, everything we had, we put into the business. And then few angel investors along the way and then at a specific stage we actually got investment from from impact investors because of the, the impact that what we do in its essence has a positive impact on the south african market so we, we actually got impact funding yeah and that's brought us up until where we are at at the moment so what's the total amount that you raised up until this point about eight hundred thousand dollars 
All right. And uh, well, where does that get you? How many employees do you have now? We have 16 um, and we adding so far, we've confirmed one more for next month, but we, we are hiring, searching hard for quite a few roles at the moment. Really, read, we read, what's that book about the Netflix culture, but really focusing on really getting the best team members together to, to drive this business. So then um, of those 16 employees, how many of them are, are in sales and marketing? Uh, um, up until a month ago, it was just founder sales. Uh, we added our first sales team member about a month ago to focus on the SME market, purely because it's the, the big focusing on the bigger clients is direct sales to specific people at big companies. Okay, so your primary acquisition strategy is like B2B outreach. So, mm. you know, cold email, cold, cold LinkedIn, and then mm. and then warm intros from your connections. Is that is that your customer acquisition strategy? Exactly. Yeah. That, uh, and it gets easier the more clients you land. Very cool. All right. So you guys are making a good business doing a very tailored recruitment process. I mean, so you already, you said it's actually more than just job posting. It's from beginning to end. So your platform also, you, you screen the candidates and you, you help them through the selection process. You remove this whole waste of people needing to print things out. I'm very happy. I personally hate printing things out. <laughs> Avoid it at all costs. And in the end, you guys landed some of the biggest, uh, uh, well, retailers and restaurant chains in South Africa. So very exciting. Yeah. Well, if somebody is interested in getting in contact with you, where should they find you online? It's a Google job jack. We, we are right at the top. So J-O-B-J-A-C-K. But I mean, you're free to reach out. Uh, my email address is hein, H-E-I-N-E, at jobjack.co.za or LinkedIn or anything like that. <laughs> nice. Direct contact. There you go. Thank you very much for coming on the show. It's very exciting to, to hear about people doing how they do things in, in other markets. And yeah, well, I wish you all the best with Jobjack. Thanks so much, Ruben. It was nice having a chat. Cheers. Cheers.